Okay, good morning. Today's class is in Le'unishmat Rezel by Miriam. She's the one that we're going to have an event for next Thursday night at the Lighthouse. Um, and it's going to be at 8 o'clock. We, we just posted the uh, mass 2600 Northeast to, uh, 209th Street, 8 o'clock next Thursday night in Miami. God willing. Also, the, this class is also the procedure today for Bracha Leah Bat Shoshana. Also, this class is in the success in Yerat Shemayim of Elisheba Banavak, Gadiel Ben Elisheba, Shephan Elisheba, Emma Lushen, Reina Malka Batuba Basha, the Mishmah Yerchman, the Enem Gedalias, and Benema. And also, this class is also in the Rufushalema of Rav Shalom Ben Yavne, which is Rabbi Arush, Rabbi, and Daniel Katz, another speaker, Rav Daniel Bansara. People should pray for him. They should have a lot of strength. And also, Hannah Batadel, who is on her fighting for her life. So, we all have a lot of things to, uh, God willing, pray for. All right, today's class is Lesson 20 in the Kutub Moran. It's really, really a phenomenal teaching. Um, we're going to talk about how the Parsha of the Week, could, with the incident between Moshe, how instead of speaking to the rock, he hit the rock. How that is so, so, so connected today on how to, I'm going to give you the gifts of how to beat social anxiety. And pretty much how to, how to what is one of the biggest fears in the, in the world is really public speaking. I believe it's the first or second uh, fear in the world is public speaking. Why is public speaking such a big fear? Obviously, people are worried about what people are afraid of failing, how are they going to look, if their words are interpreted or not. So I'm going to really give you the secret to public speaking from this part of the week. And I've used this tool all the time. And it's not whether the quality of my classes, I know the difference is whether the, the, how much prayer I did for the class before really has nothing to do with the content. I could give you content, give you an idea, but it, it, the way it's expressed, it all comes from, obviously everything comes solar powered from above, but how much you open up and beg for that, for that energy and for that heat is how the words come out. We're just gonna talk about that. And this is very, very connected to, again, public speaking. When somebody's just trying to you know, be a public speaker and just use fancy words so you can think he's smart, at the end of the day, the heart's, the heart's not feeling anything, people check out. So why are we inspired by some of these speakers? For example, Eric Thomas is a phenomenal speaker. What did he, I just I was reading one, a video on, about him the other day. And it says he wakes up at three o'clock in the morning, every single morning, and he prays. And he begs God to give him the right words. There's, there's just, there you go. That's why he's successful. And he says he wants to be the, ne- the next Martin Luther King. Jordan Peterson, the same, all of these, all of these figures that have a, an effect on us. You know, the, the Goggins and all these passionate people. There's a concept. Where are they getting their passion from? You have to get it somewhere. Because remember, all you're doing is channeling passion. But you have to get the passion somewhere. You've got to get the passion somewhere. And we get, we, get, we get the passion from above. If you look at Rabbi Nachman's logo, Rabbi Nachman's logo says, my fire will burn with me until Mashiach. Pretty much, uh, we, we have the ability to tap into this this fire of Rabbi Nachman. We're going to get into the Torah class, and you're going to start recognizing whether it's public speaking, social anxiety. It's because you're too self-centered. You're too, you're too much. Our Creator puts us in a jam in our lives to, to tell us, listen, you're not getting people's attention because you're, you're too focusing on uh, validation. But when you come with a pure heart, your words are heard. Our sages say, a person with a pure heart, his words are heard. So between you and me, you need to have passion in your relationships. You need to have passion with people. You need to, as a leader, as a businessman, you need to have passion. How do we get that? If we try to force people into our own agendas, you know what happens? Nothing happens at the end of the day. 
you can scream and be happy. At the end of the day, you could see people, oh, this guy's pushy, he's forcing it. That doesn't work. So where Moshe Rabbeinu made a mistake in this parsha is he told him, you morim, you, you rebels. He forced, the, he, he, instead of speaking to the rock, he hit the rock. So there's a big lesson here, how if you want to change people, you can't hit them. You can't insult them. You can't you know, look down at them. You can't, that is the number one no-no. The one mistake Moshe Rabbeinu made, how you have to do it is really begging your creator to the right words on how to speak to that person. It's pretty much the pre-game show that really determines how you show up in a situation, pretty much. And whether or not you have a good speech or not is the amount of time you spend praying to your creator. I went to Rabbi Moshe Weinberg before my class in New York. And I put a lot more energy into the LA class, speaking in his Bodhidut. New York class, I was so stuck with, with uh, an insurance issue. And I didn't, I didn't, my morning ritual was not there. I didn't spend that much time in his Bodhidut. And I saw the effects of the energy that I got when I was speaking. Of course, the content was good, but the way you say it and how you say it and how it comes definitely depends on how, how much you, you pretty much, if you want to become a public speaker and you're not doing his bodhidut and you're not talking to God, pretty much change, try to do something else. <laughs> you're not, you're not, you're going to, you're not going to go anywhere because you're never going to, you're never going to get the passion to be able to get there. So anytime you want to be public, you want to start your classes. If you're not spending time in his bodhidut, change, you change the occupation. Do something else because you have no shot of making it. Yes, you can come up with a couple classes, but you're gonna, a duration, it's not going to last. And that is really the key element. And, and this is why we, sometimes we go to synagogues, we hear classes. Uh, we're not, we're not, it's not that the Torah is not fire. The Torah is fire. 100% the Torah is fire. But where it comes from, how it comes, and how it's expressed, you can see today, it's the language. And unfortunately today, we're running to, other, we're running to secular sources to get inspiration. This is really not the way it's supposed to be between you and me. If we are the chosen nation, we got everything, you know, it's pretty much like, I will give you a great example of this would be, like you have, you have the ability to buy Coca-Cola wholesale for 25 cents, but you're paying retail a dollar. You're saying, wow, look how great this Coca-Cola is. And you're paying a dollar, but you could have had it for 25 cents wholesale. You're the producer of it. But because we've fallen from our level, we have fallen from our level, we don't believe in it, we don't have these tzaddikim to, to guide us, then this is what we, we end up coming back through retail, what we really have at wholesale. And this is why passion is non-negotiable. You have to have passion. A, a, a spirituality, a religion, or, or any form, when there is no passion and there's no heart, zai gesund, bye-bye. You're going to end up leaving eventually. Rabbi Rush said it best. You give a kid an iPhone, if he has a Muna, and you give him an iPhone, you still, has, you still have him as a customer. But you give a phone to a kid with no Muna, bye-bye, see you later. You lost them. You lost them. So this is where we really, really have to recognize how much, how do we get this passion? Where do we get this passion? We're going to talk about it exactly in this Torah. So Reb Nachman says in Lesson 20, No, there's a soul in the world in which all Torah lessons and explanations are revealed. She is the soul that is burdened with suffering. So there's another thing here, saying, if you're going to go and talk about life and go through life, you're going to have some kind of pain. There you go. Because that soul is burdened with suffering. As the Pasuk says, bread with salt you shall eat, 
water with measure you shall drink, for this is the way of acquiring Torah. You have to grind. If you're going to become anything, it's a lot of, a lot of, you have to starve a lot of things. I heard a great parallel, the greatest things. You know, if you want to get, just like you want to ride an elevator, if you really want to get high on the elevator in life, you have to let some people off, which is a great analogy. That means not everybody's going to go to the top of the elevator. Some people are just going to get off at the floors. You cannot take everybody with you if you want to get to peak performance in life. Some people drag you down. They're just not in the same. Fortunately, I've had to do that. They're just not in the same. Not to think I'm better than them. It's just some people are not growth oriented. And some people can drag you down. So just look, you know, in Burj Khalifa in, in, in Dubai, they have like, you know, elevated, who knows, 700 floors. Who the hell knows how many floors there is? But not everybody's making it on top. So you have to recognize also that you can't, not everybody's going to be on the elevator. You have to let some people off. And that's something where you have to recognize. You know, you could sometimes pick better friends. You can't have everything. Pretty much you can't have everything. That's not an option in life. So again, you have to start, starve some distractions, have a lot of discipline. If you want to become a public speaker, if you want to get, you know, get, get into another level of speaking and, and, and work on this. But remember, the opposite is what? Where a person's social anxiety is too worried about what people think about him. This is nothing to do because at the end of the day, the people are there just sticks. At the end of the day, all public speaking is nothing more but a hisbodidut, a conversation between you and God and everybody there is there to listen. That's it. That's public speaking 101. If you want me to explain to you. So if, you, if you're used to speaking a lot, then the words just come out. But if, you, if you're not used to speaking with your creator, then the words, what do you have? <laughs> there's no words to, that are going to come out. So when you have a habit of speaking to your creator, what are you talking about social anxiety? Who cares about people? I'm speaking to my creator. What am I worried about? A person approving me? You would, I, you would laugh. What are you talking about social anxiety? I never heard of it. But when you don't speak to your creator, all you do, you know, you're cold, you're worried about what people say about you, your self-esteem is dependent upon other people, and that's your whole life. So the solution to real anxiety, social anxiety, is creating that warmth with your creator. And then people see that. People see the confidence in you. And then people like confident people. People don't want to, people want to, don't want to be around people that they, they, they know they're, they're needy and all that. So you have to start, everything starts with this bodhidut. Everything starts with talking to God from your thing. I cannot express this to you enough. And this is what he's saying here. This is the way of acquiring Torah. And those who expound Torah receive from this soul. So there's a soul that I receive from, which is a soul where all ex- Torah explanations, and that has to have, there's a form of, of, of pain there, there's a form of bitterness, suffering. Now this soul, all her words are like flaming coals. For it is impossible to receive and draw from the waters of Torah, except, listen to this, he's saying here, it is impossible, not let me try, it is impossible for you to receive and to draw the waters of the Torah, except when one's words are like flaming coals. If you do not put yourself on fire, the fire does not come. Tony Robbins, what does he do? First of all, he gives tons of tzedakah. But what does he do every morning? He primes himself. He's a Pisces, emotional. So connected emotionally. You understand? He puts himself in that prime state. We can learn from him. You can learn. But every morning, what does he do? Hour of power. What do you think an hour of power is? Prayer. 
What do you think hour of power is? It's bodedut, with a fancy term. Where do you think he's getting all his energy from? Obviously, he's a channel, but where is he getting his passion from? It's a, it's a tremendously, we're drawn to his passion. He gets it from prayer. It doesn't have to be Jewish to pray. You could be any religion to pray, but you're praying and you're recognizing where your energy comes from. You think Tony Robbins has social anxiety? <laughs> you cannot have social anxiety if you pray and you do his bodhi. It's impossible. It's not possible to have it. Because that would get you, you would feel the presence of the Shekhinah, you would feel it, and you would, be, it would, you would feel like oneness. You would not care what people say. You know what it is to walk around with not caring about what people say about you? Not wanting, not caring about approval? You know what that's worth? You know what kind of price that is worth? It's, it's priceless. It's priceless. There's no price to that. You can walk around and you don't care if they like you, they don't like you. This is who you are. This is what's going to come out. And that's it. That's the benefits of a Scorpio. This is who I am. You like it or not. If you want to get on the train, get on the train. If you don't, get off of it. And people need more truth today. But it's not possible for you to receive these Torah inspirations. That's why people ask me all the time, I want to become a motivational speaker. I want to speak. Do you do, you do his bodhidu? Do you talk to God? No, I don't have time. Change, do something else. Do something else. Do something else. Bottom line, do something else. You'll, you'll not be successful. Because all he's saying here, all success comes from this concept. Talking to God, and God gives you the words. But there's a certain soul that you have to connect to first. And that soul can only be acquired through flaming fire. Fire. You have to put yourself on fire. You have to be passionate, etc. But, now, if you have a hard time being passionate, just invite some Moroccan people to your house, and they'll give you the passion. That always works, by the way. If you can't get it through inspiration, just, again, one, I, I'm allowed one joke every two weeks. Just invite Moroccan, they get, they get you fired up one way or the other. Get you fired up. But, when this soul falls from the level, it is not my, if my words are not like fire, then her words are not like flaming coals. But her words cool off, and then she expires. There's another reason why I stop doing events constantly, because I can't pray to develop those ideas. If I do too many events, I can't, I can't get enough prayer so the new words don't come out. So there's a time where you have to cool off and just develop the class through speaking and talking to Creator. Then the class, but if you do too, too many events, It'll just be like, okay, chapter one, chapter two. You lose the passion. So there's a reason sometimes you have to cool off, back off, in order to start again. Because too much of it, you lose the passion. You, don't, you can't develop that class through, through putting the time through his bodhidut, etc. And then he says, and this is exactly the, the Talmud teaches, that the Torah is compared to fire. Therefore, if the Torah is fire, then the soul who speaks it, must have fire. There's the element. If the Torah is fire, you want to speak Torah, you have to have fire. If you're not, that's why we're so drawn to Hasidus. You know, Rav Nachman said, what's the difference between Hasidus and, and, and Lidbach, a person who's not into Hasidus? It's like eating a, a kanish, a, 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 a potato pancake, like a kanish. It's a big difference between eating it cold and eating it warm. The same thing. If you have like a cold kanish, you can barely eat it. First, too many carbs anyway. But if you do eat it, 
warm and cold. Two different experiences. The same thing. When we walk with our spirituality, if we have it cold, Lobabit Sherebi says something very beautiful. And he says, you know, you can get, you, if, you, if, you get, if you get bit by a scorpion, you have to stop praying because a scorpion bits, bits you cold. But if you bit, get bit by a snake, you could still pray. What's the difference? I could be heated up and just confused, created the world, I'm broken, I don't know where I'm going, but I still, I still got the heat. But when, when, the, when, when the prayer becomes cold, stop. Stop. That means you can be heated and misdirected, and eventually you'll find the place. But once it's cold, that's the beginning. It's, it's, that you cannot handle. That you cannot handle. So this is where he's saying here. First you have to, because when he's saying here, when a soul falls from its level, it's not like fire, then the words are not like flaming coals. Her, 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 her words cool off and she expires. And she expires and the Torah lessons are drawn from her depart. You don't, you don't, you don't get that, that energy from above. Then those who expound on the Torah, Torah are incapable of comprehending any of the light and the lessons of the Torah. And what Nachman says is when we have this as a result of this in the world, Quarrel breaks out. Fighting breaks out. And then he says, now somebody who wants to draw true Torah lessons must first draw to himself impassionate words like flaming coals. The words are drawn from the supernal heart, which corresponds to the, the rock of the heart. And a person has to pour out his words in prayer before God. Through his prayer, God has mercy on him. And God's mercy is stirred and his heart is opened. Remember, when we pray for mercy, what does God do? He opens up your heart. He gives you the reason. He tells you what you're going through. But when your heart is closed, there's nothing that can happen. So it's so important. We constantly say, creator of the world, open up my heart. Purify my heart. We, we're saying that over and over again. Purify my heart. Because when the heart becomes cold, that's the beginning of the end. Purify my heart. It's a constant plead. We plead this all the time. What you're really saying is because words, remember, my beliefs are in my heart. And he's saying something beautiful, which I've never related to it. The Parpas of Chachmak adds that Rabbi Nachman associates the Shekhinah, which, which is the divine presence, right? That's, that's how we feel connected. The Shekhinah is the aspect of feeling connected with the heart. So pretty much, whether or not I, have, I feel the Shekhinah, when you people say, I feel connected, what do you mean you feel connected? Your heart is open. You feel the Shekhinah in your heart. In Kabbalah, we find that the heart is Bina. And Bina is the heart, and the Bina understands, where the Shekhinah is Malchut. So what he's saying here is my practical connection to my Creator and how I feel Him and how I feel connected is whether or not my heart is opened or not. If the heart is closed and you're doing everything by routine, pretty much a robot could do that. The whole key to this whole thing is when you have a closed heart, when you start losing the feeling, you have to pretty much cry out like a sense of urgency, creator of the world, give me back my passion, give me back my heart, give me back my feeling. It should bother you. It should not, it sh you should not walk around and saying, oh, it's okay, I don't feel, I don't feel connected today. It's okay, I feel cold. No, it should bother you. Created the world. Why are the words not coming out from my mouth? Why are my words speechless? Look at Rav Nathan's speech. He's saying, why are my words speechless? Why have you exiled me? Because remember, every exile today 
comes from two concepts. What, right? What is the main exile today? When the speech is in exile. In, 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 in the, when, 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 the, when the Jews were in Egypt, what was missing? The speech was in exile. And what was their whole problem? Because the speech was in the back of their neck. And what did they have to do? They had to Pesach. What is the word Pesach? Open mouth. They had to take the speech from the back of the neck, which is Paro, Hagaron, my afflictions, my Mitzrayim, Mitzar Garon. What does Mitzrayim, Mitzar Garon mean? Mitzrayim. Mitzar Garon, the speech is stuck. Because remember, in order for me to bring something into the world, I have to speak it out. Speak it out. You could tell somebody you love them, but you're not saying it to them. <laughs> but I, don't you know I love you? They need to hear it. Show them by 101. It's not just enough. Thank you. You have, they have to feel saying you love them. Same thing. We need to physically speak it out. So what Rabbi Nachman is saying here, a person has to pour out his words into prayer. Through this prayer, God's mercy is stirred in him. And the essence of the mercy is in the heart. And then the words flow from the supernal heart. And through the words, he's also drawn the lessons of Torah from there. And this is the concept of what the heart says. Words are the selah. And the heart is served with great mercy. And he receives inspiration. As it says, my heart, there's a Pasuk that says in 39, that says, my heart grew in, in passion with me. So that's what we have to get to. Part of doing the Hizbodidut, part of talking to God, is not just so you can say, what time is it? How long do I have to be there? How long? What time? That's not, you're not, you're not, you have a closed heart. You should be there all day if it takes you to open up your heart. Whatever it takes. Go to a relationship with a closed heart. You see what it looks like. You can, at any, the most important thing is to have a sense of urgency, is to ask your creator for compassion to open up your heart and to save you from the things that are closing your heart, which is connected to what? Money, depression. Sex, depression. Food, depression. These are the three things. These are the three things that undermine the heart. These are the three things that, that block your heart. These are the things that we're slaves to. So wherever we fall in this category, we have to beg our Creator to, to not fall into these three, three things. That these three things have the potential to, nullify, to, to block our hearts. And once our hearts are blocked, we're, we lose the passion. We lose the passion. I went to Fisher Island this weekend, which is a beautiful island in Florida. It's a beautiful, beautiful... $25 million apartment, 20... I felt nothing there. <laughs> Just money. Nothing there. Nothing else. Okay, money, big deal. But there was no passion. There was no... Nothing. Tons of money, but no passion. You have seen these places. Rich places. There's nothing, there's no... There's nothing there at the end of it. Okay, wonderful, it's wonderful, you made money, God, God bless you. But without, without life and without, without newness and without renewal and without simcha, what do, you have? what do you have? You have nothing, you just have a bunch of money. And guess what? You can't take it with you. There's no moving companies in the, in, the, in the cemetery. Have you seen a moving company in the cemetery? I've yet to go to a funeral that had a moving company. Not seen one. I've not seen a moving company in a funeral. Can't take anything with you anyway. So you might as well find a way to live a life with a little inspiration, a little connection spiritually, and not make everything depend on your life, whether 
it's f- move, move, food, money, sex, that, that, that can't be the whole purpose of life today. And you see where the world is going. Why do people love Vegas so much? Ah, oh, three for one. They get three for one. What is Vegas called? The Sin City. They get three for one. Best restaurants. You know what? Tons of gambling. Three for one. Because we're, we're si- our souls are sick. We've become sick. We've become sick. We've been drawn to this world. And we lose our inspiration. Now we have to get inspiration somewhere else. And this is where Rabbi Nachman says that somebody who wants to take some lesson before... Now, let's say I want to try to take a lesson before trying to work on it and just try to do it. I'm not going to be impassioned in that lesson. I'm going to lose that passion because I'm not receiving from that. First you need to receive in order to give it. It's pretty much it's like getting Uber Eats, but you never put the order. You're not getting the food. You have to receive it for first in order to give it. When you're not receiving it and then you're forcing it, let's say I'm not receiving a Torah. Uh, I'm not impassioned myself. So now I need you, I need to force you to approve me. That's not going to work. You're going on a date. You're forcing the person to approve you. You're finished. You're finished. You're forcing the person to like you. You're done. You're done. You're done. Social anxiety. Oh, do they like me? Do they not like me? You have to create your own passion in your fire. This is the best way to fix anxiety in any way. Because at the end of the day, where are you getting your energy? Where are you getting your passion? Where are you getting your confidence? Where is the confidence coming from? It's coming from above. It's coming from above. But lo- all low self-esteem is all about approval and codependency. Look, at the, look where the world has gone. You hear more classes on prayer and you have more, more videos on codependencies. Look where it's gone. Look, look where society has gone. Look where the world has gone. We're spiritually constipated. Things come in, look what's, what's, look what's happening to people. And we've lost a lot of people off the derech because of this. They want fire, but they're not get, we need to do a better job. The rabbis need to do a better job. The rabbis need to do a better job and be more passionate in synagogues. They can't just read the parsha of the week. Yom Kippur, you have guys that are there once a year. You have to grab those guys. You have to change your speech. You can't just say the same thing over and over. You have to work on your game. You have to, you have to do what you have to do. And this is where the majority, if you're a rabbi today, and you're not speaking his bodhidut, you're not talking to God, and you're not asking, give me the right words to inspire your congregation, you're going to have a problem. Baruch Hashem, Rabbi Silverman in the Harbor Islands, beautiful rabbi, spends a lot of time in prayer. You could see it. You could see the passion in his speech. But why are we drawn to others? Mordechai, Rabbi Weinberger, in the five towns, there's no words to talk about. You could see the amount of, the way he speaks. It's not a, like a regular rabbi. But unfortunately, when you've tasted, Nachman tells us, something called Hungarian wine. When you've tasted Hungarian wine, and then somebody gives you, you know, a 2021, you know, chili version of, you can't drink it. <laughs> can't drink it. When you've tasted Rabbi Nachman's teachings, and you've tasted the fire, it's very hard to taste other things. But you've never tasted it. That's a different story. So Rabbi Nachman talks about the concept of Hungarian wine. And he says, somebody who wants to take a lesson must take it from the above heart with prayer, pleading to God, because before you do this, 
And when you do this, then when you come out, the words will come out like fire. You'll have that, you, it will, your, 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 your words will flow just like a rock. Speak to the rock, the water will come out. Speak to the rock, the water will come out. Strike the rock, it didn't come out. Speak to your creator before you speak to people. Instead of trying to not speak, I'm just practically we're dealing with difficult people in our lives. What do we do? You're not doing this, you're not doing this, you know, I want you to change, I want you to change. How many people do those people change? Nobody, they don't. Because we're trying to instruct, not demonstrate. See the difference? Instructing people without demonstration doesn't work. Doesn't work. It's like hiring a 300 pound trainer at the gym, telling you to eat better. I mean, you can't, <laughs> you're, not, you're gonna check out in a minute. You're going to check out in a minute. And therefore, before a person goes and speaks to a group of people, he has to expand public, we want to expand publicly. Then you should have your own speech before your creator. And this is what he's saying here, and, and, and he takes it from the Lakuta Halachot, which is the Angezela, stealing. That means practically, when I'm going to go and do a public speak, without talking to my creator before, I'm like stealing it. It's like taking it without time, because you didn't earn it. You didn't earn it. And this is where Rav Nachman says here. The, the teachers that before you give a lesson, at some, a person has to explain this lesson, develop the idea, then he could speak it. This corresponds to speak to the boulder in the presence, your prayer should be at that time. And again, and then he says in this, in this, at the end of the Torah, that all of our problems also happen because we force them to happen. So sometimes, and well, where do we know this? You have to pray to God for an undeserved gift. You shouldn't pray, demand your creator to do something. This is another reason, because he, he, he struck it instead of speaking to it, which is an, another concept that his mistake was that he tried to force it. And Rav Nachman says in the same Torah that we shouldn't pressure an issue, which is a very important thing. Sometimes things have to be developed. Sometimes when you're dating, things have to be developed. You can't force the issue. And he's saying, Rav Nachman's saying, rushing the hour is one of the biggest causes of suffering for, for the Jewish people. And many, many great tzaddikim have erred in this issue. Right? And he's saying here, Rav Nachman points out that Moshe always prayed with compassion and entities. The one time he erred when, is when he pressed the hour to happen something before his time. He forced it to happen, right? Moshe Rabbeinu forced it to happen, right? Give it to me now, like. Rav Nassim continues that pressing the hour is one of the greatest sufferings the great that Tzadikim have. Where is the first case of this? Adam and Chava, Adam and Eve, right? They should have had relations on Shabbat. When did they have relations? Before Shabbat, destruction to the world. Many, many cases. Abraham Avinu, he should have just waited patiently. When he asked, how will I know? All the, the exile comes. Many cases where people have tried to take something before the time. It's like taking unripe fruit. That itself is one of the biggest causes of suffering. So also, we have to ask our Creator when we pray to Him for compassion and give it to me in its time. We don't want to force something to happen because we're frustrated or we're lonely. With loneliness itself is the number one way to teach you that you have to work on major work before you get married. 
that's telling you, if you're lonely and you, you're thinking you're going to go to marry, to get married because you're lonely, that is teaching you you have major work to do. Because all you're going to say is what? You're going to show up to a marriage in a lonely state. You're going to say, well, I thought that person was going to make me not be lonely anymore. And then you're going to say, oh my God, now I'm married and I'm lonely. Now i got a big, I got a big problem. i got a big problem. Because what, what happens when you're, you're always going to look for somebody else to fill you? You have to fill your own cup. Then you can fill others. But don't go into a, a relationship with loneliness and getting dead for loneliness. This is the most common question. I want to get married already. I'm lonely. This is where you want to go in, in this kind of state? Why would you do that to somebody else? Come with a, fill, come with a cup full to a relationship. Don't come with an empty cup waiting for somebody to fill it. Because what happens if they don't fill it? Now you have two problems. You thought that that was the end goal, and now I don't even have that either. It's teaching you, you have a lot of work that you need to do. Take this time alone to talk to your creator. Speak to him. Work on the things you need to work on. Develop that passion in your heart. Develop that confidence. Then the words will come out. Do you understand here? He's clearly telling you. Confidence is created by, crea- by speaking to your creator. By talking, by dealing with those things, letting go if you have to let go of things, working on it. But it has so much to do when you're lonely. It's because you don't want to be with yourself. And that is not a good... You, you, you put me 36 hours or 48 hours by myself, I will be the happiest person right now. I have plenty of things to do. <laughs> plenty. One of my greatest Shabbats was in Turkey when I missed the flight alone. Time to think, time to contemplate, time to read, not to be stimulated. God forbid, I love my kids, I love my wife. But that alone time was precious for me. You should want alone time. But if you, you want alone time, alone time is where you can really work on yourself. But don't just have this lonely, loneliness mindset. That's not what you're here for. And that's because you're not dealing with issues that need to be dealt with. So now you have time alone to deal with them. Let them go whether it's self-esteem issues, whether it's the past, whether things need to be turned, let that negative energy go and you see you're feeling better, then you show up to a relationship much better. Otherwise, you're just asking for an invitation for codependency. You're pretty much asking, where is my invitation for codependency? Where do you think it's going to manifest? So we have to really, really understand, it's time alone is time for you to talk to your creator. It's not possible that you don't have time. It's not possible because that's the most important thing. That is sharpening the stall so you can do everything in life much easier. But you're walking around with a dull knife that nothing is cutting, nothing is cutting because it hasn't been sharpened. You have to sharpen the knife constantly. It's the key to everything. You have to sharpen, you know, there's a reason why people say, if you want something done, give it to a busy person. Hmm? That makes no sense. If you want something done, give it to a busy person. You should say, give it to a person who has nothing to do. Because the person has nothing to do, he's going to procrastinate forever to be perfect, to do it right, or he won't do it at all because he's waiting for the time to do it. But a busy person just does it. And get, they get things done. So may Hashem help us. We should merit in this part of the week. First of all, don't pressure things. And second, you want all the social anxiety, dealing with social anxiety, and just going to psychiatrists, and just going to all these things. Remember, he's telling you here that the energy comes from above. There's a soul above where all passion comes from. 
It's called the rock, the supernal rock. It's the soul that comes from. This is where all the teachings are drawn from. So if you want more confidence, less social anxiety, your phone is not going to do it for you. You have to face your things. Face your stuff. Don't Facebook your stuff. Face your stuff. Stop facing Facebooking your problems. Face them. Face them through speech. Ask for compassion. Ask your creator to open up your heart. And when you open up your heart, then the Shekhinah dwells with you and he gives you exactly how to communicate with you. Have a good day. Sorry.